you for checking out Real Talk Personal Finance. Shit's about to get real. Cashflow King with you today. And today in episode 63, we're going to cover the 2024 IRS limits just released today, November 1st, 2023. Before we get into today's show, I have a couple of quick announcements and shout outs. It's been a little while since we've done a Normal episode, we've been giving a lot of love to our premium premium subscribers, and we'll talk a little bit more about that here in a moment or two. But I'd first like to read an email that came into the show. I'm not going to use the last name or email address, but the first name of this person is Omar. So Omar, I know we've been emailing back and forth a little bit here recently, and I told you I was going to give you a shout out on an upcoming show. So here it is, buddy. Thanks for reaching out to the show. Cube Crusher talked about AI, artificial intelligence, several shows back, and we kind of joked around about it a little bit. And I got an interesting email that was almost believable, like almost like, hey, this person actually wrote this email. And then I realized, wait a minute, I don't think that's the case. And so I responded to it and gave Omar a hard time. He actually wrote back. We went back and forth a couple times. So he actually admitted that he used AI to write part of this email that I'm about to read to you. But he actually um, does listen to, or at least he has listened to at least a portion of the show. So I get this email and it says, comma, so it's supposed to be addressing, you know, whomever. I loved your podcast episode, why I'm still not investing in car wash syndication. And then the email goes on to say, hey, blank, and it should have, you know, cash flow king or hey, real talk personal finance, right? And in quotes, why I'm still not investing in car wash syndication, end quote, was an awesome listen, in parentheses. I don't know if it matters, but I left you a five-star review. I hope you did that, Omar. We really would appreciate that. By the way, anybody listening to the show, if you would leave us a five-star review, if you feel like we've earned it, we certainly appreciate that. I loved how Cashflow King discussed the importance of investing in car wash syndication and the potential benefits it could bring. And I'm thinking, okay, this seems legit. He also provided a real-life example of how Cube Crusher was able to leverage his credit card to enhance his visit. After that sentence, my bullshit meter went off the fucking charts because that just seems like, what the hell are we talking about here? Seriously, great episode. Now, I know your podcast isn't higher than your business and your priorities, da-da-da-da-da, and there's about three other mini-paragraphs, and that's where the pitch comes in. So I actually wrote Omar back, and I said, you write this with AI? (laughs) I didn't expect to get a response, but he actually wrote me back and said, half of it, yes. The other half was from actually listening to some of your episode. So then I went on to give him a hard time about some, not all. Are you premium yet? Only $5 a month. And we kind of went back and forth about the premium membership, you know, a little bit in jest there. But because of Omar, I'm going to open up a special offer for the rest of the year. Today's November 1st, 2023. For the next two months, our premium subscription is only going to be, I'm going to take it back down to as low as Buzzsprout will let me go, which is three bucks a month. If you don't think we're worth three bucks a month, well, I don't know what to tell you. But we're going to take it down from five down to three. Now, if you feel like we're worth a lot more, and we certainly think we are, feel free to go ahead and uh, plus up your, I don't want to call it a donation, your support for the show. 
and uh, you will get access to all the premium benefits that you will see. If you're wondering how to subscribe to the show, you can look at the show notes. There should be a link in there about becoming a premium member today. And when you click on that, you'll notice that I've already gone in and adjusted the pricing. So you will be able to become a premium member and subscribe for as low as $3 a month, which by the way, last night on Halloween, happy belated Halloween, everybody, our e-newsletter, which is put out by Cube Crusher, went out to all of those wishing everybody a happy Halloween. And for the most recent quarter, we also did a premium podcast discussing the newsletter in detail. And that's obviously locked. But again, one of the benefits of becoming a premium subscriber is any and all of the premium episodes that we do will become available to you, including those that we do about the newsletter. So there's that. And then I think the final quick announcement here is for those that forgot or don't know, Cube and I are heading out to Vegas this weekend. So depending on when you're listening to this show, anybody that's in the Las Vegas area, if you'd like to meet up, feel free to email the show, realtalkpersonalfinance at gmail.com. We'd be happy to buy you a drink. All right. So without further ado, let's get into the show. I've been sitting on this one for a little while. I'll admit it. Not too long ago, maybe a month or so ago, there was actually an investment firm, I was shocked by this, that put out a document with the 2024 limits, and I just almost couldn't believe it. And for months now, there have been different publications and different you know, organizations that have put out based on inflation and based on this, that, and the other thing, here's what we think the IRS is going to do with regard to contribution limits for the year 2024. But those numbers were not official, and ironically, some of those guesses were absolutely spot on, but they did not officially release the 2024 limits until today, November 1st, 2023. Normally they do that sometime in October. So I was wondering why it was taking them so long and the news finally broke. So I went ahead and verified those numbers and matched them up with the ones that I was going to put out, but I wanted to wait for it to be official. And lo and behold, they actually do match. So what do you guys need to know for next year? There is a whole bunch of limits that apply to different retirement plans. I am not going to go through the exhaustive list on this podcast, but I will pick on or go over three in particular that I think are going to apply to the vast majority of people. So the first one is the 401k limit, and this is for the elective deferrals, which is a fancy way of saying any funds that you as an employee elect to defer into your retirement plan at work, specifically a 401k plan. This also would apply to most 403b plans and 457b plans. That limit has gone up slightly by about $500 or by exactly $500 for 2024. It went from 22,500 this year in 2023 going up to $23,000 for calendar year 2024. So that is the normal limit that anybody under the age of 50 can put in to a 401k plan, 403b plan, and most of the 457 plans. In addition to that, the age-based catch-up contribution, which applies when you attain age 50 plus, remained the same, and that number is still 7,500, 7,500. So anybody that's age 50 or over, you can contribute up to $30,500 to your 401k, 403b, or most 457 plans in the year 2024. So basically a $500 bump. Nothing overly substantial. I'm glad to see they took it up a little bit. I think they could have taken it up a little bit more, but who am I? I'm just the cash flow king, some dude on a podcast talking about personal finance. 
But that's what we're looking at for next year. So that's the first of the big numbers that I wanted to go over. The second one, this applies to IRAs, specifically traditional IRAs and Roth IRAs. Okay. The limit on those has gone up modestly as well from 6,500 or 6,500 for tax year 2023 to $7,000. So it went up by 500 bucks to $7,000 for tax year 2024. So that's anybody that can contribute up to the 7,000. Anyone that's attained age 50 or older also has that age-based catch-up contribution amount of up to $1,000. And that number did not change for 2024. So 7,000 if you're under 50, 8,000 if you're 50 plus on the IRA and Roth IRA side. And I want to take a minute just to explain that. I may have gone into this on some previous podcasts, but this is for the, this is an aggregated limit for both types of accounts. So for example, if you have a traditional IRA that you contribute to, or you have a Roth IRA that you contribute to, the limits that I just mentioned, the 7,000 or 8,000 if you're 50 plus, it's an aggregated limit that kind of applies over both of those accounts. In other words, you cannot put seven and seven or eight and eight. That's the total limit. So I don't see why you would. I mean, I do see why you would, but generally speaking, I would typically advise against it. Of course, we don't give any advice on the show. This is for entertainment and education purposes only. Consult your own professional advisors for your own individualized advice. However, if you are going to make contributions to an IRA of any kind, and you're able to make direct contributions, you typically would want to be putting that, in my opinion, into a Roth IRA. In most cases, there's always going to be an exception. But some people will still be putting money into a traditional IRA, whether that's as a deductible or non-deductible contribution. That's a topic for another day. The point is this. You can't do seven into a traditional and seven into a Roth. It's seven no matter how you split it up. So if you want to put seven in a Roth and be done, which is more than likely what I think a lot of people probably should do, great. If you want to put three in a traditional and four in a Roth, which is a total of seven and be done, that's fine. You just can't go seven and seven or eight and eight into each account. So sometimes people get that confused and think, well, I can max a traditional IRA and I can max a Roth IRA. No, you can't. So that's a limit that applies over both of those. Similarly, I should go back for just a moment to the 401k type of plans. Most plans out there, if you have a 401k or 403b or governmental 457b, for example, you are going to be have the ability to contribute on a pre-tax basis, but you may also have the ability to contribute on a Roth basis as well, post-tax. Now, the same type of thing applies. So in 2024, the $23,000 limit, that is the elective deferral limit, and you can split that up however you see fit. So for example, if you work, say, in the private sector and your employer has a 401k plan and they also allow for you to make Roth contributions to that plan, so they also have a Roth 401k component, you can split that $23,000 up however you want. You can do all 23 pre-tax, you can do all 23 Roth 401k, or you can do, for example, 13 pre-tax and 10 Roth, however you want to do it. But you can't put the 23 into each component. And again, it's an aggregated limit that kind of sits over both of those contribution types or sources within that plan. So I hope that makes sense. The last account I want to talk about, and I think the very first episode, if I'm not mistaken, I did on health savings account or HSAs, and that's what I want to talk about is the HSA. Those limits have gone up a little bit. So for single this year is 4150 for 2024. 
and then for family is 8300 for 2024. Obviously, you must have a qualifying um, plan. You have to have a high deductible plan, and there are certain limits and tiers and thresholds for that. So your deductible has to be at least a certain amount, and your out-of-pocket maximum cannot be over a certain amount. I'm not going to go through all that on today's show. But chances are, if you work for an employer, you're going to know, and even if you don't work for an employer, you're going to know whether or not your health plan is an HSA qualified plan. If it's a high deductible plan and it is able to be paired with an HSA, typically that's going to be all over the benefits material or the marketing material for that particular plan. And if you have the ability to, again, not advice, but in a lot of situations, I think the health savings account or HSA is an extremely powerful tool. So those are some official numbers, hot off the press. You heard it here first. That's what we got going into 2024. Glad to see that the IRS finally decided to put those out. I don't see any overly crazy changes. Again, the age-based limits or age-based catch-ups stay the same on the 401ks and IRAs, but the normal limits went up by 500 bucks a piece per year. And the HSAs went up, you know, a few hundred bucks on on each of those as well. So I think that is all I have for this show. Just wanted to bring this to you guys really quick. This is episode 63 on the 2024 IRS limits. We will see you in the next episode. Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys.